Hi, everybody. Rebecca Conran here with the New Story Podcast, your weekly dose of dosed. I'm dosing you of a dose of astrological insights. What's coming up? What's going on? A little bit of counseling going on here, as seen from the celestial viewpoint. Um, what a week last week was this weekend also very intense. Um, if you have been cultivating freedom through your self-discipline and your own practice, and I've heard of a lot of people having some positive results too, positive shift, positive transformation. And of course, if we haven't been following the, uh, guidance that our life is showing us, our patterns are showing us, then it's been a little bit of an intense time. A lot of frustrations popping up, a lot of control issues coming to a surface of um, where other people have control and we don't feel like we have control. just can be a very messy situation. So This has been um, probably some of the most intense energy that we're going to be feeling, but then again, uh, (laughs) we've got a Uranus transit this week coming up. So we're really rolling with the punches as we get into this new Pluto season. Um, This week, the heavy hitters are uh, Venus is going to enter Capricorn. We've got a full moon in Leo. And then at the end of the week, we've got Uranus um, moving from its retrograde into its direct motion. And of course, you know, we're not always feeling Pluto so intensely. We're not always feeling Uranus so intensely. But during the transits, that energy is just really ramped up. And so those waves just really are amplified, amplified for us. So, you know, I think, um, it's a quiet time in, uh, where I am right now. I'm still in New York for one more week. This is, um, a time of kind of hibernation, even though our society pretends like we don't have to pay attention to the changes of the seasons and what's going on in, in nature. Um, as spiritual beings, we should pay attention to it. We should take the time to be more quiet, to be more, um, to be okay in our solitude and, and learning and, and growing in that way. So don't worry if it's not really social right now and there's not a lot going on on your agenda and you're not totally distracted and busy all the time. Um, that's good. Tolerate the boredom. Tolerate the anxiety that comes up when you're just being present and being a little bit bored. That's okay. That's how things should be. That's how we've been conditioned out of is, is to be in this restless state all the time. Um, some alone time is perfect. Some hibernation time, some cozy time. Um, yeah. And I think this week we're really going to be feeling that we're going to be feeling that as well. So we start the week on the 22nd of January with the moon in Cancer. And um, that's always a time where we do feel a little bit more nesty. We want to kind of tune into our boundaries and taking care of our emotional selves. It's definitely more of a feeling energy. Um, Some of the stuff could be starting to bubble up before the full moon of um, areas where we do need more mothering, where we 
may be feeling some of the world crisis going on and maybe we haven't been registering some of our fears around that and that's going to maybe come to a head with the full moon energy. You know, full moons are points of release. So the beginning of this week, we feel the build of that release happening. We feel the emotions that maybe have been stuck um, or we haven't really been paying attention to. They start to bubble up a little bit more and, you know, we may find ourselves having a catharsis during this time, especially as Venus also is um, on Monday getting ready in the final degrees of um, Sagittarius to enter Capricorn. And then on Tuesday, it's gonna actually finally make the shift. And Venus symbolizes our self-value, our desire for beauty and what we need to love and, uh, you know, in terms of like how our love language is, et cetera, what we need to to feel loved and um, and then also to be loving beings. And in Capricorn, we really need to connect to our goals and our our ambitions. And I'm not speaking of those ambitions that are related to ways that we can get other people to approve of us and then we'll feel worthy. Um, I'm talking about those internal goals that we have, of the things that we push ourselves to do, the things that make us feel proud and empowered of ourselves. Um, those things are really going to be coming, um, in strongly right now. We, we definitely need to be focused on that. You can be ambitious for equality and compassion. You know, ambition isn't just something that is leading us to be rich and famous as some people have, um, decided that that's what success is. There's, there's so many other things that we can feel driven towards. And so Capricorn really represents those drives, those individual drives. And there are, they are things to pay attention to. As an individual, you are someone who has something of beauty to offer. Um, and it could just be the way you move through life. It can be the way that you think, speak. It could be something that you make. It is you. And so this is a time to tune into those, um, to those qualities that we have and really become um, driven and focused on those things that that bring beauty into the world through our perspective. Capricorn, it is a material world leadership energy, um, but those are necessary qualities for us too when they're balanced because as ethereal as we may feel, we are also beings of earth and we've got to tend to the life that we have here. So Venus and Capricorn is really going to help us to tend to that life in the material plane. Romantically, this energy, it really values taking your time to commit. Commitments made now, they're gonna show um, relationships that are ready, willing, and able to go the distance. Um, however, you know, we have societal rules around how we're supposed to relate in love, but many of those belief systems isolate people from their individual sense of freedom and they can feel like toxic traps to fulfilling your purpose or being yourself. So, you know, fresh on the heels of some of these Aquarius transits, our sense of self-value and our, our commitments to ourselves are probably changing. And going your own way is perfectly acceptable. Having a commitment to self um, and to getting your value and your worth from yourself during this period is also an amazing way to use this Venus and Capricorn energy. 
we could feel just very focused right now to um to be an initiator of our of our desires and and just be driven on that path um the next day we've got the full moon in leo and you know as a mercury in leo um i could tell you that cuz i'm a mercury in leo and so that means that my mind functions in a pattern of Leo expression. And sometimes that's awesome. It's great for um, singing and speaking to you guys on this podcast and, uh, and um, all the different fun ways that one can perform and express themselves. Um, but it has been a, a through my life a real albatross in terms of not letting the Leo energy over dramatize things. And um, one of the challenges I experienced with Leo energy in my life was making mountains out of molehills and really over dramatizing things in my mind. And so the moon is our emotions. And with a full moon in Leo, there's the possibility here that we can over-inflate our emotions, over-dramatize what's going on. Um, there's a sense of a performative um, energy to Leo. And I think it's wonderful when you can, you know, some situations you bring that Leo in, it's a really intense, serious situation. The Leo might come in and just bring a little bit of comedy or something like that. And that's a wonderful way to bring in performance sometimes to bring some love into the room, to bring some comfort. And then sometimes it's going to be like a fucking reunion couch for the real housewives of who knows where, right? And it's just going to be like, everybody's just fucking over-dramatizing and it's nothing that's really important. <laughs> that anyone's really conflating. So don't make mountains out of molehills. Um, you know, pay attention to how emotionally demanding a situation really requires you to be, you know, there are some situations that it is important to add that intensity, um, and conflict is natural. And sometimes we really do have to speak up for ourselves. And then sometimes we're just kind of getting off on the drama of it all and we're getting off on the performance our own performance and definitely you can have other people projecting that onto you and so I would say um just be aware and and sort of step outside of that drama if you find yourself embroiled in it that's not the energy that you're wanting to perpetuate um during this week you know this is it's not a way to stay focused on our goals and our desires is not to kind of get into the mix of, of needless drama with other people. So that's something that could come up during the full moon on, in Leo. I would maybe not, I would maybe wait for a better day. Um, if you have a very serious conversation that you need to have and if you feel very charged um, on this day, I would maybe be patient and wait for the charge to be a little bit less intense before you are clear in your communication. 
Um, the 26th through the 27th, the um, sun is going to be semi-sextile Saturn. And this is a good time to just focus on the work ethic, to put our heads down, patience, planning, self-discipline, organization, budgets, um, and also things that need endurance. Um, physical exercise could be very helpful this week because there is some frazzle-dazzle going on. There's a lot of... Um, heaviness energetically from the Pluto transit too, which we're still feeling and from the erratic nature of a Uranus transit coming in. So a good power walk, um, you know, like ride your bike, dance it out, just be a physical body too, um, can be very helpful and just getting grounded, um, throughout the week. On Saturday the 27th, such a busy day, um, and um, I would be aware of technology and and um, anything mechanical, computerized, stuff like that on this day. Uranus transits can kind of wreak some havoc, so I would be just sensitive to the fact that um, you want to be more... Think of it like a Mercury retrograde on times 10 for this day and just really pay attention to how much care you're putting into like what you're doing. Just pay attention and, um, and be in your awareness. Um, if you're doing anything, um, that you really need to be focused on, then make sure that you really are focused on it, um, or accidents can happen. So with the, on the 27th, we start the day with the sun square Jupiter, um, this is the collective will um, and its intention with the collective optimism and the collective expansion and spirituality and feeling lucky. Um, it makes so much sense when you look out at the world that that, we, that that would be how people would feel in general anyway. And so on this day, it can be a little bit more intense. Um, the things to take note of on Saturday in the beginning of the day are that overconfidence and excess are really things to be tamed, you know, and tempered, um, or they will cause loss and, uh, or embarrassment, you know, that you want to be moderate in your moderation. Um, definitely be optimistic if you're feeling really, um, charged up by Jupiter. That's awesome. But don't overinflate, you know, um, try to kind of rein it in with some, with some practicality and some grounding and things like that. Um, because we don't want to be, you know, the energy that could come up with sun square Jupiter would be ego aggrandizement and, um, just, um, too much ego, really too much, uh, overindulgence, things like that. Um, those are things that can come out of this. So just remembering to, to temper extremes. And then of course, we've got Uranus turning direct later in the day. Aquarius, um, is Uranus's natural or Uranus is Aquarius's natural ruler. So again, that energy of liberation is present and, Uranus spends about seven years in each sign and the lessons that it's been going through in Taurus have been teaching us to really revolutionize the way that we take care of the earth and humanity 
and our resources, or at least it's alerting us to the necessity to take action in doing so. Some fun facts about Uranus. Uranus is known to science as the sideways planet because it rotates on its side because Uranus and Aquarius, God do things a little bit differently. Um, It's another testament to the unique way that this celestial body behaves. Um, It was also the first planet that was found using a telescope which matches the consciousness of ingenuity and technology that it embraces. And Uranus rules electricity, science, invention, rebellion, revolution, eccentricity, um, all Aquarian themes too. And it helps us to see our responsibility to one another, how we, um, it helps us to tune into that humanitarianism. And, um, you know, it does so by, we, we're in a paradox really with the Uranian energy because on one side we are very individual, you know, and we, um, want to be our own selves and we're different from other people. We're, we're, we're weird and we're wonderful and we're individuals, but then it also is, um, so, celebratory of each individual being that way and how that makes up the wholeness and the beauty of the human family. I think more than anything, these Aquarian energies and Uranus and Pluto, they're really helping us to relieve ourselves from this not being unified with one another, not working collectively with one another, this sort of separatist way that we've learned to be in the world. And it is quite Capricornian, um, for sure. The Pluto in Capricorn energy is about, when you think of like the goat getting up the hill, the mountain, they're focused on it, they're doing it. I guess they do it with other goats, but like, (laughs) I think there's a drive that they have within to just reach the top. And, you know, that kind of way of being in the world Um, it's really separated us, that sort of capitalist idealism that the Western world has taken on. It's really just separated us from our humanity. Um, and it's made everything into something that's a profit, um, instead of about how we just enjoy one another and experience one another and the beauty of life and the beauty of, of, um, unity. So these are things that are important for us to help transform by transforming them within. We help transform them on, um, on a collective level. Um, Uranus is also a very future oriented energy. It looks to the future and the future is an extension of today. So we've got to change today to change the future. Um, And when Sir Isaac Newton was figuring out the laws of gravity, he couldn't account for the orbit of Uranus. And because of this intense study, Neptune was actually discovered. So in astrological terms, that means the study of this revolutionary consciousness, Uranus, actually pointed us in the direction of our karmic and collective debris, but ultimately the path to oneness, Neptune. So the things that get shaken up and discovered through the energy of the transit of Uranus helps us to discover our path back to um, connection with oneness, connection with source. All of mankind is divine. 
And in our highest expression, we're awakening through a process of self-realization and we seek to give ourselves to the collective by unfurling our ego at the deepest level. And this leads to truly knowing ourselves or symbolically finding salvation. And a true experience of of, uh, authenticity can come through this knowing of ourselves. In the shadow, though, we're walking through life as narcissists. We're falsely believing that nothing and no one will ever restore us from our traumas and suffering. And Uranus is called the Great Awakener. And that's because this is the consciousness of breaking free of those experiences and beliefs that we are too fearful to remove ourselves directly. So subconsciously, our creative powers instill in us the perfect experiences to create that freedom within us. Just like when we want to break free of the pattern of codependent relationships, we find those codependent relationships being amplified. We see in our reflection of other exactly what needs to change in us. And that is the energy of Uranus too, of what happens around these transits is, um, the things that we won't directly make shifts about, um, we find ourselves, you know, figuratively hitting a wall so that those changes, um, we can't do anything but make those changes. Taurus is symbolically referred to as the bull, but a bull is a male cow, as I've discussed before on this podcast. So instead of only picturing Taurus as angry, stubborn, and ready to fight, we can also picture it as a creature moving slowly, enjoying a grassy meal, basking in nature, being peaceful. And so when Uranus and Taurus get together, Uranus is working on the theme of shaking us out of these frenetic distractions that we have as a society that disconnect and separate us so that we can relax, slow down, and enjoy our sensory human experience. That's what's so amazing about us as humans that we are not really doing when we are energy beings is we're enjoying our senses, our smell, our touch, We can hug one another. We can feel love in our bodies. And, um, you know, this, this releasing of the distractions, sometimes how that comes to us can be through a shocking, um, a shocking, uh, situation, but we must slow down and, or life will slow us down and it's going to find a way to get the message to us if we're not listening. So the best thing to do is to remove those distractions yourself, participate in the change that needs to happen. Um, participate in the disruption and rebellion that you need to, to be one with in order to, evolve as a human the way that you need to wake yourself up out of your own stupor with so much um aquarius and capricorn energy afoot now is a time for the genius to rise and to birth new creative potential into the world mavericks and conscious leaders arise we're we're waiting for you finally i want to just read to you about the degree of this transit It's uh, Taurus at the 20th degree is where this Uranus direct is taking place at. And this is called a fork in the road with a blank signpost. And this is from Inside Degrees, Developing Your Soul Biography Using the Chandra Symbols. It's by Elias Lonsdale. It's basically a degree by degree description of um, 
Yeah, the Zodiac. And so this Taurus 20, a fork in the road with a blank signpost, getting inside of things, discovering what they're like. When you have no idea any longer what you want out of things or where anything really is going, all the riches of subtle texture can only begin to arise now and to touch your soul. This journey has gone on forever, but now the deep earth calls you once again and you cannot refuse. All roads lead to the same place where it all flips over and you're tumbled to the inside where you meet yourself for the first time. This was not who you expected to see. This other self has lost everything, but has found its way to be here at last on the inside of the world, ready for anything, no preferences, nothing to accomplish, nowhere really to go, just here in the fiber of existence, home free. So just thinking about that too, and just the, um, the word that comes to mind for me is just the potential that's possible when there's nothing to hold you back and there's just a blank signpost ahead of you. So whenever I think of like, um, something like a black hole or (laughs) the void, you know, everybody talks about the void within, I don't ever think of it as having us being unfeeling or cold. I always think of it as being, um, full of everything and just the fullness um, of creation and of creative energy. And uh, within it is is all of the wonderful feeling that we want to tap into. Um, I don't know. Does that make any sense? I swear I'm not on mushrooms. Um, all right, my friends. That is the energy report of the main astrological transits for the upcoming week. Um, if you would like to work with me one-on-one with my counseling, my energy healing, my astrology readings, or my recorded forecasting forecasts, um, you can access all of that through my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. Um, otherwise you can, uh, just tune in next week here and, um, good luck y'all. Good luck. I'm right there in it with you. And I'm sending you all a lot of love. Oh, and that reminds me. Thank you to our Patreon supporters who help keep uh, this um, podcast running. They help pay for the hosting, which keeps us on air, quote unquote, so to speak. So thank you so much. And thank you for the messages I received last week, um, the supportive messages. Just appreciate hearing from you. Thank you very much. If there's something you want to hear about, hear more about on the uh, podcast, please feel free to drop me a line. Um, and you can do so by contact, contacting me through my website, uh, the contact um, little box. And you can drop your question or your comment in there. All right. Lots of love. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.